Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. Here after another Milwaukee win, they beat the Kings 128 to 115. And I don't think that two straight games classifies as a winning streak yet, but they are well on their way. And tonight actually felt like a night of reuniting for uh, on many scales. First of all, and I, I did a little power rankings here. Number three, there's Jabari Parker back in Milwaukee. Number two was uh, the fans coming back, even though they've been back for a few games. Uh, we'll give them number two. But number one, by far and away, is the reuniting of myself and Frank Madden for a post-game pod. Frank, it's been a few weeks. Uh, feels like actually a lot longer than that, but a lot has happened since then. But I personally am pretty pumped to be back doing a post-game pod with you. I don't even remember the last time we did this. Did, did we... <laughs> Like the last time there was anything really fun to talk about was, the, I guess, the Denver game, right? And I don't remember if we would have talked about that game or, nah. or, or what, what was happening after that game. But uh, yeah, some some low lows, I guess, while you were gone. So um, <laughs> hopefully uh, getting the, the pod game back together will be uh, the beginning of, of the Bucks returning back to some degree of normalcy. And um, I'd say that's probably the, you know, the best way to do it. I would say they sort of... To borrow a tennis analogy, okay, we want to we want to ease you back into this. So let's say this: they held serve over this weekend here with with the Friday and Sunday wins. Not not anything you want to get too excited about, but did what they were supposed to do, and um, maybe not in super convincing fashion, especially on Friday with the offense kind of having to grind out that ninety eight to eighty five win. And tonight again, not setting the world on fire, but you know, controlling the game really from uh, kind of early in the second quarter and um, you know doing what they're supposed to do. And again, I would say for Sacramento is not a team that necessarily puts pressure on the bucks in a way that you know you would say is a great test um but you know again they did what they're supposed to do and i think most importantly chris middleton in particular looking back like chris middleton again after some some you know struggles the past week 10 days and Giannis doing what what kind of well we're to be honest we've come to expect to be honest with 38 but nice to see chris with that 32.8 rebounds six assists four steals two block line that that's got to be one of the most like you know, well-rounded stat lines that we've seen from Chris Middleton forever, just because we're not used to seeing those those steals and blocks. But, um, but yeah, the 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 big two uh, with with Drew Holiday on the bench, not playing, but thankfully at least we saw him today. And uh, the two that were playing, uh, fortunately, did show up big time and was enough to take them to a you know a pretty easy win over the Kings. Well, I'm a little bit out of practice because I probably should have mentioned this at the top, but today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. But I think, and you touched on the Oklahoma City game, when you talk about getting back to a little bit of normalcy, and again, this game against Sacramento wasn't perfect by any stretch, and you have to keep in mind that you're playing against the Kings team that was on the second game of a back-to-back they played in Chicago the night before. And I think Bucks fans out of everyone should understand the toll in 
this climate that a road trip can take on a, a team as well. So, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be jumping up and down over beating the Sacramento Kings in this instance, but I will say this, this was the first time in a little while that I was watching the Bucks from the outset look like they were actually really interested in competing and winning the game. And it, I did think that the game against Oklahoma City, they just needed to win. They just needed to snap out of that losing streak. And they did that tonight. And I, I think that, you know, perhaps there's not too many better teams for Middleton and Giannis to really get rolling here. I mean, you mentioned the night that Chris had and, and Giannis as well. But you know, Giannis was just so physically dominant. And we see this from time to time during the regular season. I mean, he always puts up the big numbers, but there's some games where he goes up against a team where you really know that they don't have anything for him. I actually thought Marvin Bagley defended him on a couple of possessions pretty well early in the game, but as, as the, the game continued to roll on and pretty much from the second half of the second quarter, it was basically just a parade to the free throw line for Giannis. And I must admit, I, I was a little bit late to starting this game so I was watching it on a little bit of a delay. And so I was actually just skipping through the free throws to get to get to back to live action. And I caught up at halftime. But every time that Giannis got fouled, I would skip a minute ahead to get through, which, you know, a minute for Giannis is two free throws. And, uh, and then I would see the scoreboard keep, just keep ticking over. And I was like, man, this is unbelievable. Frank is going to be thrilled. 19 <laughs> for 24. And he really has continued. Uh, listen, this has been an extended period of... of Pretty good shooting, and I know sometimes you feel like you don't want to talk about that, but credit where credit's due, he's been on a nice little roll. Yeah, he, he came into the night 73% in, uh, in the month um, and obviously improved on that with, with the shooting tonight. So, I mean, there's not much you can say about it other than, you know, he, he after that 10-second violation against the Hawks, it was late in that Hawks game, mm. um, he started, he basically, I think we I think we've talked about it, but, but instead of taking all the time in the world with the ball, he's now taking extra time before he even gets the ball. So that's his, his hack is he's doing that, you know, <laughs> deep breath. And then that, that mimed shoot shooting motion before he even gets the ball. He started doing that. I believe in the, uh, I was looking at, I believe in the Toronto game in Tampa. Um, and, uh, you know, the results have obviously gotten subtly better and better. And, you know, look, I, I think this is mostly, it's always been mostly a, a, a mental thing. We know he can make free throws. He's done it before in his career. Are there mechanical things that he could do better? I think for sure. But, um, you know, obviously as long as the ball's going in, you're not going to worry about that too much. So, um, I, and I agree. I thought, you know, they, they started Holmes and Bagley. Those guys obviously are toolsy, you know, athletic guys. They had some some decent moments early and, Giannis was was not did not have a really efficient shooting night. Nine out of nineteen, um, shot a lot of bricks uh, outside of you know his his usual complement of layups. Did hit a three, and a couple of jump shots, but um, you know for the most part uh, he was living at the line. And I thought he got a couple. Uh, you know you're usually used to complaining about the Giannis's whistle. I thought uh, he got some some favorable <laughs> whistles tonight. Uh, you know he kind of pushed off on that first dunk he had, taking Bagley into the open floor. Um, he also bowled over Bagley on a, a block call that he got two free throws on. And probably the one that was most interesting to me was Jabari uh, got, it was called a, a charge and they went to timeout, Bud challenged it and it got ruled um, an and one, which is obviously a huge swing to go from a charge to an and one that Giannis converts a free throw on. Um, and I thought you could have argued Jabari was, was kind of there, um, you know, defending one-on-one. -on -one. 
you're able to move, you're allowed to move your feet. It's not like you have to be stationary if you're defending a guy one-on-one. So I, I was kind of surprised that that one got overturned. So yeah, there were a number of calls tonight. And, and again, he also got some, some calls the other way as well. But, um, but I thought, especially among those, those, you know, the, all those free throws. Yeah. You, you don't get to the line 24 times without getting some calls to kind of go your way. And uh, I thought those sort of helped him get on track. Cause I think he started one out of five from the field and it was really him attacking, getting those, that, that getting his going from the free throw line that kind of began to unlock the night for him. And, um, you know, him along with Chris, obviously they started to get in a little bit of a groove in different ways. Giannis more at the free throw line and Chris just with that jump shot. Uh, and that obviously sort of opened the game up there a bit in the second quarter. And, um, I wouldn't say the Bucks, you know, didn't look back at all, but you know, from there on out, it was, it was really a pretty comfortable game. The you know, Kings really weren't threatening much in the second half at all. Okay, it's betonline.ag time, Frank. And uh, listen, the Bucks getting back on track might be good for their betting odds, but betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action because football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Uh, as we've mentioned before, it's not just sports. If you're into reality TV, I don't know, The Bachelor, Survivor, whatever it is, you can find odds there on BetOnline as well. Uh, they are updated in real time, uh, have all the props you could ever imagine, and it's got you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. All you have to do is head to the website or use the, your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast with the great Peter Bukowski, who hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Not to entirely skip over what happened on the court in this game, but, uh, you know, let's be honest, it's Bucks kings in the, in the regular season, but perhaps one of the... Uh, most exciting aspects of this game or one of the biggest positives was a a Drew Holiday sighting and we know in the previous game against Oklahoma City just for a active bodies point of view Drew Holiday was listed but I as far as I know and as far as we have been told and really I mean that's we can only go off what the team tells us in in this day and age even with the guys that are in Fiserv Forum from the media they're not exactly getting close access but I don't think Drew Holiday was at the game the other night but he was on the bench tonight which uh, I know we briefly chatted about this before we started recording but it, it has to be a good sign that he's getting really close and you do wonder at this point after missing a couple of weeks and, and really being away from the team, it's probably uh, just a, a conditioning thing, I would imagine. They might try and get him a, a practice in or two, particularly with the Bucks staying at home here for an extended period. But, you know, I, I think overall, and this is one of the things that I've found a little difficult to judge going back over the last few games. And again, I mentioned this on yesterday's show, but it's absolutely not to overlook or dismiss some of the issues that the Bucks have had and probably will have moving forward. But quite clearly, it's hard to judge this team where you think they will be and what they can do moving forward without Drew Holiday. So uh, I, for one, am going to be very, very excited to see this guy back in the lineup. Yeah, I, I, I think it was, I mean, I, I had the game. I, I was also sort of catching up on the game as it went along. Um, I didn't, I wasn't able to start it on time. And then my daughter, I had to go, you know, put my daughter to bed. So I had to pause it and was kind of playing catch up there. So, 
Um, so I, 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 yeah, well, the first time they splashed him on screen, I was like, wait a minute, you know, he's wearing the mask. I was like, that's, that's your holiday. <laughs> great. He, you know, it's great to see him actually, um, around his teammates. Cause that, you know, obviously he wouldn't be on the bench if he was still testing positive for COVID. And, uh, and so that's obviously the first thing is making sure that obviously he gets to the point where he's no longer testing positive. And then there's, there's a protocol for, for getting back to practicing by yourself and then being able to, uh, to actually finally get back out on the court. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously the, you always will have concerns based on what we've heard around other players. Jason Tatum recently was talking about mm. kind of the conditioning challenges coming back from COVID-19 and you know, anybody who's following this illness, you kind of, you don't hear about it as much with athletes. I think it's in part because nobody wants to admit it, but we're used to just sort of people saying like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, they've symptomatic, you know, no, whatever, come back and, and it's no big deal. But certainly in the regular population, you know, tons and tons of people have had long-term challenges with their lungs, with their wind, um, getting back to, to what they were before having this. And so yeah, obviously that's your first concern with Drew, just as a person, you know, that he gets healthy and that he's ready to able to do all the things that he's used to doing, including obviously on the basketball court. So uh, great to see him back on the court and, and not in isolation. And we'll see when he's able to actually play on a basketball court again. Um, Cause I think for the most part, you know, especially watching some of the struggles that they've had without him it's really underscored just how much they need him, especially in the backcourt where uh, obviously they just don't have uh, the same degree of depth that they've had in past years. And uh, certainly the sooner he's back, the, the happier we're all going to be. And I think, I think it's, it's just hard to really get a bearing on where this team is and, and where they could be until he's healthy. And so I think getting a couple wins here over the weekend is obviously, you know, really nice and important getting them on the right track again. Uh, but nobody's, nobody can expect this team to, to go anywhere without holiday Middleton and Giannis all healthy. And hopefully we, we see drew back and, and hopefully getting back on the right track and back healthy and looking like he was before, uh, before he uh, missed these games with, with, uh, what we presume obviously has never been officially reported that he had COVID-19, but certainly, Chris Middleton indicated he tested positive, and uh, at this point, um, you just hope that that again the, the the after effects won't be there. Yeah, I, I laughed there because it almost felt like a, a kind of a, an unfortunate slip up that 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 Chris said that because as we know, uh, even going back to the bubble last year, the Bucks have generally been uh, pretty quiet on that front in terms of uh, you know the the private health of of the players. But uh, I didn't actually jump in the post game. We've jumped straight on this show here, but Eric. Uh, has tweeted that Bud said there's no timeline with that. And I think that makes sense. I wouldn't necessarily expect him to play the next game, but hopefully in this homestand at some point, uh, we can see Drew Holiday back. As far as the rotation goes, and this is an ongoing conversation we've had all year, it's, it's certainly at least interesting. And this has been over the, the last couple of games now, Frank, and I know we haven't really had a chance to talk about it, but I, I tweeted about Thanasis because honestly, the, the Thanasis experience is something else when it comes to the regular season. And we, we've sort of joked about it and spoke about it previously that, you know, I, I don't really mind if Thanasis is playing. I think there was certainly... Uh, a strong sentiment from Bucks fans and even us that we wanted to see Torrey Craig play. The last couple of games, he slipped out. I will say this, the second game against Toronto was probably the most frustrated I've been watching the Bucks in a long, long time, just purely from an effort standpoint. It didn't look like the Bucks really were that interested in playing that game. And Tenassus came in and, 
you know, credit to him. I mean, we expect this from him. He showed effort and it was kind of enjoyable to watch during that really disaster of a game. And he's played and stayed in the rotation for the next couple of games after that. Tonight was the full-blown Thanasis experience. He had a big dunk. He had a nice, a really nice block on Marvin Bagley. He dove for a loose ball and nearly knocked out Pat Connaughton. Uh, He mishandled a ball and blasted it straight into Bobby Portis's face and took his contact out of his eyeball. Uh, I never know what's going to happen. I'm always a little bit anxious that he's going to hurt a Milwaukee player or even an opposition player. But I will say through this stretch where the Bucks have struggled, I can't really blame Bud for throwing him in there and saying, okay, give us a little bit of a spark here. The whole team is in a bit of a funk. But the Torrey Craig situation is certainly interesting. I wouldn't say that he was overly impressive when he came into the rotation, but it does feel, again, after... Probably a period of, it. I would say it must have been two, three weeks and maybe 10 games of really being in the early rotation. Looks like he's kind of slipped out again. Yeah, and I think we've only really seen him get extended run as as a four, right? Which is not what I would say. I, I was not where I expected him to be in the rotation coming into the year. I think in the past, he's always been more of a, a wing defender. I think his most impressive run of the season actually was in Denver where he did a really nice job defending Jamal Murray on a night where Murray really struggled. And for mm-hmm. sure that's a scenario where he's playing against a guy that he's seen in practice. So of course, you know, you know, cause they, he was on the nuggets for, for a couple of years, perhaps he's got a little bit, a little bit more practice going against Jamal Murray than, than the average player. But, uh, but I do wonder if, if really that's, you know, ultimately his best use, I, I think him defending fours, he obviously gives up, you know, weight going against bigger guys on the glass as well. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know really what kind of his role looks like if, he, if he's not getting those minutes at the four. Um, I, I think I, I have a hard time seeing Thanasis just being the, the backup four <laughs> for the rest of the season. Yes. I don't think that's going to happen either. Uh, I think I, I would agree with you. I, I, in a way, it's sort of the biggest condemnation of the Bucks' effort against the Raptors that yeah. they look better when Thanasis came in because obviously on pure talent alone, Thanasis should not be raising, you know, your the bar when he comes into the game. But but I agree. I thought he did give them kind of some some degree of spark. And just as a fan, especially somebody obviously who loves Giannis, when Giannis found him for that dunk and they almost tackled each other in celebration afterward in the third quarter, and that was just a really fun moment. And I think as much as these guys are, you know, now, uh, famous, wildly rich family uh, that will never have to worry about anything. Just seeing that moment, I mean, you know, what these guys went through growing up, and even now that they're on the same team, they rarely play together. We saw them briefly on the court tonight together again, which was a bit weird that I think it was Portis, Thanasis, and Giannis together on the court at the same time, which is, you know, it's a strange lineup to be running. But, uh, but there was something fun about seeing those, you know, Giannis and his brother being able to share a moment like that on the court. I, I remember they had a similar one last year when Thanasis got that random start on Greek Heritage Night against the Nuggets in Milwaukee. You remember that? He got, I don't know, I can't remember if it was a dunk or a layup early in the game. But uh, th- that part was fun. Uh, and for sure, he, <laughs> he does bring energy, which uh, against lesser teams in particular is probably enough to maybe give the Bucks a spark when they're kind of in the doldrums. But I, I mean, I think that the problem is you're trying to figure out what you've got with some other people on the team. You kind of know it. I mean, we know what Thanasis is, right? Mm-hmm. You're not developing. If Thanasis, is not, if Thanasis was 21 years old, it'd be different. But 
we know what he is at this point. We know what he's not. Uh, and I think Craig obviously has gotten a little bit of a look. I, I think for all the concern that Tory Craig was, you know, the missing piece and uh, was going to turn around the Bucks' fortunes in the front court or something like that. I think we've seen that's that's also not the case. But you know, he has a role. He, he's fine. Uh, he can do different things. He's obviously versatile defensively. Uh, I, I think you know DJ Wilson is a guy that probably is you know the mo- the biggest unknown. I mean, he played a bit in the preseason, hit some threes, played the first couple games, and then pretty much has disappeared since then. Uh, and obviously a guy who's on his, on an expiring contract at this point. So I think he's the one guy who, uh, the, the, the greatest irony being the Bucks really didn't, weren't switching until after DJ got kind of permanently benched again, uh, which is the great irony because DJ's main use defensively is that he's actually has really good feet. He moves, moves, moves well, and, and could actually be pretty useful in a, in a scheme like that. So, uh, whether we ever see. Uh, you know, DJ Wilson back in the rotation, who knows? Uh, he's obviously the leading candidate to potentially be moved in a, a trade deadline deal to get under the tax. I would say that 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 looks more and more like a thing. We talked about it in the preseason when the Bucks went over the tax, you know, what what might the, the trade deadline look for them? I would say his candidacy to be moved in some sort of salary shedding deal uh, has certainly only risen since then. Um, but but who knows? Uh, I think certainly you have to look at the Bucks. They have a roster spot. We'll see what they do. Uh, you know, when we get to kind of buyout time, and and when they get far enough into the season. Right now, they actually can't sign anybody because of the hard cap situation. But at some point, they will be able to sign somebody. And um, who knows what what position that might be? But for now, yeah, I guess we're gonna, uh, for better or worse, get get a little bit more of the NASA's experience. And so I kind of like you. I, I just sort of try to enjoy it for what it is. It obviously gives Giannis some, some, something, <laughs> and as a Giannis fan, <laughs> I guess I'm happy that Giannis is happy. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's one of the stranger sort of subplots to to this strange season. All right, it's built by time, and I have to tell you, built by got me through the Australian Open. I was working long hours. I was working 3 p.m. to 1 a.m. There was about an hour commute each way as well. So it was a long three weeks, but Built Bar got me through because it is the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made. You've heard recommendations from me, from Frank, from Justin Garcia. Everyone loves them, and that's because the bars are great for the health-conscious guy or woman. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Uh, of course, the deal that we've got, you guys know it by now. It's a great one. Make sure you check it out. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Listen to Locked On NBA Mondays. Josh Lloyd, fantastic Aussie and host of a Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast takes you around the NBA's major headlines. With the help of our local experts, subscribe to Locked On NBA today, wherever you get your podcasts. The DJ Wilson situation is just... When you look at the structure of the roster, the guys that are there the needs that the Bucks have and what they're trying to execute defensively. It, I, I don't really have much else to say other than it's bizarre. I mean, I, I don't know what DJ Wilson does 
at practice, but Bud has really given everyone a go over the over the three years. And DJ Wilson consistently is the guy that only plays in the most desperate of situations when they really have no one else. So I, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it, but it's a shame. And I would agree. It's it's not looking good uh, for his future in Milwaukee. The one other thing I wanted to bring up, and I just did, I I really just wanted to bring it up because I know that this is something we've discussed in the past, certainly last season when we would go through and talk about the... And most of the times it was end of the first quarter, the all-bench lineups, the last week or so. And part of this is because Drew Holiday is out clearly, but I think has done you know, a relatively good job of staggering rotations through the early season this year. Certainly feels a little bit better than last year. But the last few games, because of the guys they have, we've been rolling with the Dante and plus four bench players lineups. And it just makes me laugh every time I see it. The Bucks really... The, the aren't able to generate much offense. We know right now that clearly the the guard uh, creation, I guess, when you when you had the Dante and Bryn Forbes backcourt was problematic, particularly against a smart defense like Toronto. DJ Augustine has come in, but we know the struggles that he's had throughout the season trying to really get anything going. So part of it is just the Bucks roster limitations right now that are amplified without Drew. But you know, I'd be cool if we don't see two. Too much more of the Dante plus four bench players lineups. It's, it's yeah, it's 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 not uh, it's not that enjoyable. Yeah, I, and Bud has, I mean, the Bucks. This is the thing: the Bucks have been remarkably capable of of running without their best players uh, over over Bud's tenure, and it's sort of one of these these catch twenty twos because obviously it's a good sign if you can stay afloat while resting your best players. The flip side is I, I certainly buy into coaches needing to, to figure out ways to stagger their, their rotation such that they're not running lineups like that. And as you said, it's, it's a lot harder to do that when you've got only you know two stars rather than three, which uh, makes it much, much easier to, to always have one of those guys on the floor at one time. But uh yeah, I mean, look, I think one of the positives so far this season is is Bud running Chris and Giannis for more extended minutes more regularly and seeing you know Giannis play what I think he played the full fourth I think the other night uh, on on Friday uh, we've seen him play I think he played the full third quarter of the game before that I, I mean a year ago I would have said he he doesn't look like he can play more than eight minutes in a row uh, just due to like conditioning almost like he's just not used to playing that many minutes in a row. And so um, I would say him extending Chris and Giannis more consistently. I mean, it's not like they're averaging 36 minutes a game. I think they're both around like 33, something like that. But but that's a big deal. I mean, relative to where, especially Giannis, you know, they were both right around 30 last year and really never got extended into the high 30s in the second half of the season. And I think that impacted their ability to, to do that in the playoffs. So, uh, so, so, yeah, maybe hopefully still uh, let's move away from some of these uh, <laughs> non-Giannis and Chris lineups because it's sort of playing with fire and it's not really something that you're going to see in the playoffs, hopefully. Uh, but at least we are seeing Chris and Giannis get extended for longer minutes. Part of that, obviously, also just because the Bucks have been in more competitive games. They've been losing more often than they have. Uh, certainly a year ago when they were just you know blowing teams out. They have that 52-8 and eight start. Yeah, obviously, you didn't have to play those guys as, as big of minutes to be successful this year, obviously, having to lean on them 
more than you did in, in, in the last, certainly last year. They're, they're not actually, they're actually both pretty close to where they were minutes wise in Bud's first year, which I think is, is probably a good place to be overall so that, you know, you're not totally taxing those guys, but they're also, their body's getting used to, to getting extended a little bit during the season. And it's not such a strange thing then for it to happen in the postseason. So, uh, so yeah, Dante only one out of four and three tonight, but seven out of 12, 16 points had some acrobatic layups that actually went in. So that, that's cool, right? Well, it's always fun. The one thing I, I did want to mention, and you actually pointed to this when I listened to one of the, one of the solo pods you did post game in recent times, you mentioned George Hill. So when you do talk about bench lineups and, and you said it at the start, that trying to stay afloat, it was certainly a lot easier to stay afloat last year, even though it wasn't great to watch. It was easier to stay afloat when your defense was really carried with George Hill and Robin Lopez compared to uh, some of the guys that are out there in those lineups this season. Yeah, and I mean, as I said the other night, people weren't listening to. to I forget which which. Uh, I know it was a loss. The last yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. it. I can't even remember which game it was after. Um, was it was it the first Toronto game? Or I don't know. Maybe or maybe it was the way the game before that. Oh no, I think it was uh, the the Oklahoma City game, which is just oh. Uh, the it first Oklahoma City game, um, but yeah, I, I think that's really the the most interesting what if for me is is just what if they had not had to to include George Hill in that the Drew Holiday trade, and then you keep George, you don't have to use the MLE on uh, DJ Augustine. Uh, then you could have used part of the taxpayer mid level on uh, to to get Portis, so you could have still had Portis and not be hard capped. That, that's I think a very interesting sort of what if scenario for the Bucks, and certainly I like. The way they they look, especially for the playoffs, more with with George Hill rather than DJ Augustine. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know if you've had any thoughts. I mean, DJ started the last couple of games, hit some threes in the last game tonight. Uh, really, actually drove to the basket, got a couple of layups early, uh, yeah. but only two out of ten over five from three. Did have five assists, a couple steals, um, and and in, in these regular season games, last couple of games, like, you don't really notice him getting hunted defensively that much but i think that's certainly something that we've seen at times uh, thus far this season i i think he's a he's he's a smart he's a smart player in terms of i think he can mask some of his size issues defensively to an extent um but you know again you can only do that so much especially against really good teams and i think his struggles certainly in the regular season do make you concerned because you figured well, at least he can be a pretty solid regular season player and then you figure it out in the playoffs but obviously to date um he's struggled and uh fortunately these last couple of games they win with him in the starting five but uh yeah I, let's just say dj starting has not uh made me feel like the bucks need drew holiday back any less <laughs> um they they very very much need, need holiday back sooner rather than later and it's it's also just really underscores the kind of the extreme nature of things because with drew starting you automatically have a very switchy uh, lineup because mm -hmm. Drew is maybe the most switchable kind of point side point guard sized guy in the whole league. But then you look at the other guys there: DJ, Brent Forbes, Dante. All of those guys have major deficits when it comes to obviously com just competing defensively, given their lack of size, and if they get put into into switch matchups. So. Um, so it it definitely it, to the extent the Bucks you know were working and and maybe getting a little better at switching, you lose Drew and obviously that's a huge loss in terms of not just him being a great player but just 
also the way you want to play, the way you were starting to play and then having to then figure out, okay, well, we lost our guy who was really good at, at that style that we're, we're trying to develop. So, uh, so yes, again, I hope you're feeling better, Drew. Take your time, but also we hope you're back sooner rather than later. Well, before we wrap this up, I guess we should give a shout out to Oshkosh's finest, Tyrese yeah. Burton as well, 23 points. This guy is super impressive. Really, really good floater. He can shoot the three. Just look, he actually plays, and, and we've seen this all season long. He's been one of the uh, one of the, the most impressive rookies out there, but he just looks like a veteran player as well. So, yeah, a great pickup for the Kings there. Jabari, unfortunately, didn't impress us uh, all that much tonight. He's hardly played this season, actually, which has been, you know, kind of sad to see. Uh, with him over in Sacramento. I guess the one thing I, I really wanted to, to ask you, Frank, is is everything okay? I'm, I'm looking at the news. I know there's a lot of snow in Wisconsin as well, but are you are you doing okay? Is everyone good? It, well, yeah. Now now it was 70 degrees in Texas today. I was wearing oh my shorts. God, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, I, was, I, was, I was doing yard work. I, I took uh, got a bunch of leaves out of my gutters today. Uh, we My daughter and I went out on the porch and, She's got a little bubble machine. You just it, it, like you mm. put some put some uh, uh, you know soapy water in there, and it spits out bubbles. And she runs around trying to pop the bubbles. So that that was my my February day. But uh, for those not not caught up, yes, yeah, so a week ago we got hit by about six inches of snow, and of course there's no infrastructure to handle anything like that. There are no snow plows. There are no salt trucks, not, none of that in, in Austin, Texas, or really across Texas more generally, except kind of in the northern parts. So we, we did not lose power uh, this past week. We actually lost power the Friday previously for about 12 hours before all the snow and, and it got really cold. But, but yeah, Monday, Tuesday, we got down to single digit temperatures Fahrenheit. So it got super cold and we were very lucky. We lost our internet for a couple of days, but we didn't lose power. I think about 43% I saw as much, there was only 57% of people in Austin had power at one point. Um, you know, the water, people lost water, people lost heat. Um, it, it was a bad scene. And, and it, obviously, yes, you know, if you're from Wisconsin or any place in the Northern hemisphere uh, where you get, are used to getting real snow, you'd say, well, you could barely, it's barely got any snow, nine degrees, seven degrees. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're used to that, but, the issue is infrastructure and uh, Kane, I'm guessing you similarly uh, uh, also would say if, if there was a, 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 a cold snap where it got to nine degrees Celsius for a couple of days, nine degrees uh, Fahrenheit for a couple of days and uh, wasn't above freezing all week, uh, it would be a bad scene for you guys too, I'm guessing. And so that that's just the issue here. Just infrastructure was not built for it. And uh, I'd say we were, we were very lucky. Uh, but certainly we had friends who were without power, heat, water. Uh, I know Mitchell Maurer, our friend from Brew Hoop, he lost power uh, and heat at some point. I think he's they're, they're back now. Uh, we still have water boil advisory, though, just because of uh, water treatment issues. So, yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird week. Uh, and fittingly, it ends with temperatures being back to basically <laughs> Wisconsin, you know, June, Wisconsin, May, 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 May June temperatures uh, here, here in Texas. So, um, so let's just say I had a lot of time to, to watch the Bucks and sit around and, and not do, do things outside this week, but glad that uh, things are, are back to sort of being uh, quote unquote normal again. 
Yeah, I must admit, and you sort of did, sort of touched on it there, but when I first saw that it was snowing in Texas, my first reaction was just to laugh and said, ah, that's funny. These guys are just complaining. This is, this is hilarious. And then you think, uh, as you sort of pointed to, uh, this is actually a pretty serious situation for a lot of people. So uh, it probably made me think about how uh, Melbourne would deal with that type of thing. And yeah, I think they would be similarly screwed if, uh, if a, a similar weather event happened here as well so yeah well i'm glad you're doing well i'm glad your family's well and mitchell i'm glad mitchell's got power he was messaging tonight so i assume he's back uh, back on board as well but yeah strange but I, i'm sure a lot of the people in wisconsin as you said are like six inches come on that's like that's easy that's an easy uh, day to get through there but more than anything I'm glad we were able to do a post-game pod again. It, it was honestly kind of strange the, the three weeks I was doing the tennis. I was watching those games. Maybe it was good for me to, uh, every time the Bucks lost, I was basically going straight into the tennis and starting work anyway. So it was probably good for me to not have to think about the Bucks anymore uh, than, than I probably wanted to during that stretch. But two straight wins. 18 and 13, they got Minnesota up next who have had a big day uh, themselves. I'm sure probably uh, we'll touch on that at some point through the week as well. But a nice homestand and a, a pretty nice schedule. Hopefully the Bucks can continue to get uh, on track here, Frank. But uh, always good to catch up with you. I'm glad we could do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I have internet and power and uh, uh, that we're able to, to catch up with the Bucks winning winning basketball games for a change. So uh, felt felt like a throwback night. Bucks winning weekend and uh hopefully that will continue uh for for the rest of this homestand and, and moving forward but uh strange week on many fronts and uh yeah like good good for us to get back back to normal because let's be honest i mean i think we're, we are the bellwether for for the milwaukee bucks obviously this this podcast yeah my joke unfortunately the bucks have won two straight so my joke that they're never going to win a game with eric name uh live uh, unfortunately, didn't last too long. But they are 18 and 13. They beat the Kings 128, 115. We will be back tomorrow. Stay safe and stay warm, I guess. I guess, you know, if you, unless you're living in Texas, you are warm. But if you're living anywhere else, stay warm. We'll speak to you guys tomorrow.